welcome back to second thoughts podcast happy thursday y'all okay life updates <laughs> meanwhile i just came back from our trip um in california yeah you guys have probably seen a bunch of stuff from our socials and if you don't already make sure you guys follow us on instagram because that's where we post like real-time stuff yeah um we were there for 10, 10 days, days. Mm-hmm. it was a- <laughs> i swear on my life i felt like i was just existing like i don't know it didn't really feel like a vacation it felt as if we were just living there I <laughs> no, okay. No. This might come as a shock to most of you guys who didn't even know that we were in California, but we last minute decided to book a flight, booked a hotel, got a car, and we're hanging out. Like I think we booked our hotel and our flights a week before we left, mm-hmm. and it was a great time for sure, a great time. Mm-hmm. But it was a weird time nonetheless. Yeah. So do we tell them our first? hour there do we recall there that story? Just so many like stories about it but honestly the first hour we were there we got chased by a homeless man yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we, we didn't have a car at that time so literally the next day we we got a car i know because of that traumatizing moment it was so traumatizing me and pierre were like oh let's just fly to miami like this this stuff doesn't happen in florida yeah and no literally um i also the weather could have been better mm-hmm. um but this is just us complaining about the little things first it was yeah honestly but it was such a great um you know Experience. little getaway we got to eat lots of good food oh, we had such Tia good and yeah. i are coffee snobs now mm-hmm. and we actually got to meet a few friends while we were out there which was amazing yeah made some great connections and it was just like a really nice little getaway but we are very happy to be back home today's interview is with the girls from the moral hangover vic and katie they also host a podcast called the moral hangover which is actually one of the first podcasts Sophia was ever on. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to say they kind of paved the way for us in the podcasting world, would you say? So? Yeah. Um, but Katie and Vic are two Philly gals who started this podcast, I want to say, a little bit over a year ago, where they just talk about like fun, adventurous, and really personable things post-grad they really relate to their audiences they're super fun super personable and i think it really shows throughout this episode because we talk about things like adulting dating sunday scaries and all the things you can expect from someone who's in their early 20s late 20s you know stuff like that yeah so uh, i actually was introduced to them because i was a guest on their podcast in 2020 and they just give off these like neighborhood gal vibes you know they're kind of like your own personal cheerleaders they're super fun we had such amazing and fun conversations and we honestly can't wait for you guys to listen in so without further ado let's introduce to you guys the producer and host of the moral hangover okay hi guys hi how is everyone thank you for having us yeah no problem thank you guys for joining we're so excited to have you guys i know you guys recorded with pia last year right for your podcast the moral hangover yeah she was one of our first guests on yeah, our that OGs. was so fun ah, an og member <laughs> i know yes. right no i was gonna say you definitely were like one of our fav- favorite people that we interviewed Aww. like because 
like you guys said, you're just starting doing more guest interviews. And in the beginning, it's like a little awkward. We're like, oh, crap, how did that go? And then yours was one of them that after we're like, I think that went well. Like, nice. Oh, that makes me it. so happy. That was your first podcast ever. Too. Yeah, that was my first podcast I was on, too. And I was so nervous. But like the conversation flowed so well. Like it was so fun. I had so much fun. It makes me so happy. I love people have good things to say about it because like we we're so hard on ourselves. We're like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. like. Why didn't I say this? Why didn't I do that? But yeah, it was really good. Yeah, no, we're so excited to have you guys. We are big fans of the pod. I cannot believe you guys had Tinks on your pod. I watch her on TikTok all the time. And I was like, no freaking way. No way. But yeah, no, we're so excited to have you guys. And I think this is going to be such a hilarious episode. You guys are just so relatable. And that's honestly the vibe that we're going for in this podcast. Just like relatable people. Who cares? You know, we try. I've started giving that model. I'm like, YOLO, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, (laughs) I'm just going to put it all out there. And if it sticks, it sticks. You know, it's funny. Last night, Katie, I was on the phone with her and I put her on speaker and she was talking about shit. And my mom was next to me. She's like, I just love how Katie says what's ever on her mind. And it's what people are thinking but won't say. Won't say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the exact same way. It really gets me into trouble. But good thing this podcast can be edited. So <laughs> yeah, thank God. Thank God. OK, so um, before we begin and dive into like the themes, we're going to do some rapid fire questions, kind of like a way to get to know you guys a little better, our audience to get to know you guys better. Um, so are you guys ready for them? bring it okay so we'll start with katie and then vic okay okay so first question is how old are you and where are you from i am 24 years old and i am from philadelphia i was gonna give my actual like city and i was like oh no i can't get stalkers not that i'm even there yet but philadelphia right right right, right, right. um (laughs) i'm 24 and i'm from westchester new york nice okay question number two current relationship status like so single i may as well be a nun (laughs) (laughs) um i've been in a relationship for eight years now i'm like an old married woman eight years goodness yeah we started dating when i was a sophomore in high school high school wow oh my god i can't wait props to you yeah props to you okay number three what two words would your friends use to describe you okay so i pulled this on our instagram subtle plug at the moral hangover podcast and <laughs> no one gave us like good answers everyone was just kissing our asses they were like well like they were like so beautiful so iconic and i'm like give me an actual adjective that you would describe me to your friends as um how my friend described me i would think is high energy and um i would say ambitious and if they don't nice. describe me like that they need to start doing it they're not your friends if they don't describe you like that (laughs) i would like to say my friends describe me as caring and loyal like i take my friendships very seriously so so does paula i know i I was listening toxic friendships cut them off (laughs) oh my god i'm investing Uh, in you invest in me i heard that whole spiel and i was like i was like you're not wrong okay because i just had some really shitty friendships and we we ha- we did a recording about this um, with our friends from home, and they're like, "Yeah, I've never really had shitty friends." Like, um, okay, just just me then, just me. No, I totally have too. Okay, yeah. a number four. If you could be anyone for the day, who would it be? Easy, KKW, Kim Kardashian. Oh wait, is she <laughs> dropping the W? Guess Kim Kardashian. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh, I forgot about that. Oh my goodness. I know the camo outfit the other day on Instagram. I was like, Kanye did not style you. Like, tell us your divorce <laughs> without telling us your divorce. 
Um, I would be Addison Rae. She's my oh, latest stop. That's a good girl one. crush. That's a Have you guys heard one. her new song? Yes, I love it, and I'm so mad that everyone's shitting on her. Like, yeah, f off, everyone. I'm literally so jealous. <laughs> no, like I want to be her. I was sitting in the car with my mom. And I was like, Mom, this is, like, not even fair. This girl got famous off TikTok. Now she has a record. Like, this is my dream. I've always wanted to be a she, pop star. And she then, also has a new Netflix show, right? What yeah, doesn't she have? That. And a makeup line. Like, what the fuck? But that's crazy. Yeah. Off of TikTok. Oh, my goodness. When's your turn? When can I start living uh, with you? I'm waiting. I, I just can't dance. No, that's you're why. There's so my close. Downfall. You're so close. That's my downfall. <laughs> Number five. What's something people often misjudge about you? Okay, I think people sometimes think I'm an intimidating bitch or that I'm a dumb bitch. Either of those two is usually what I get pinned. And how do you respond to that? Like, if people were to say that. I'm going to laugh to the bank. Look at my LinkedIn. That's what I'm going <laughs> to say. Period. As you should. As you should, sis. As you should. Mine would be that people think I'm, like, too caring and too sweet. And then I can't, like, get mad. And I'm like, I can be, like, I'll stand up for myself. No problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, so th- you they think like they can like walk all over you or something because you're too yeah. nice or whatever. Or they underestimate me. They're like, oh, you're so nice. Like I can never imagine you yelling at someone. I'm like, <laughs> I'll yell at you right you now. <laughs> like we'll be recording and Vic will be like yelling at her mom like, shut up! Like screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm just like, where did this come from? I love that. That's hilarious. No, I, I love that question because it makes you think, right? It's like, how do you show up for yourself in ways that other people like miss like i don't know what's the word misjudge misjudge you yeah it's just like i love the underdogs and like people who like prove people wrong or like just like defeat the stereotypes i i love that stuff okay so you guys have a podcast called the moral hangover so before we dive in i just love if you guys could tell us a little bit more about that how it came to be and just a little bit about your journey as you know podcasters and 24 year olds living in a covid world wow so much to unpack so moral (laughs) hangover started because i had the idea senior year of college i was in my dorm room someone was like i have such a bad moral hangover and i was like what is that and then i just kept the name with me this is when caller daddy was kind of popping off and i was like oh my god i could do this like i've always wanted to work in entertainment so then i had this idea in the back of my head then vic and i met and then we ended up working at the same company and became friends because we had the same orientation day so it was like we kind of knew each other. So obviously we'd get lunch together and stuff. And then we would hang out on the weekends. And I knew she had a background in production. So I was like, would you want to do this with me? So I was hardcore trying to convince her for a while. Then I finally get her to say yes. And I'm like, hell yeah, here we go. So then <laughs> we just started doing it. We set a date and we're like, we've just been doing it ever since. That's yeah, awesome. I'll never forget that Katie was like, okay, March 2nd, that's the day. I'm like, Holy fuck, like, what did I get myself into? But I was so happy that you pushed me to do it. How do you guys juggle a podcast and a full-time job? I mean, you guys, I'm assuming you guys work 40 hours a week, nine to five. So how do you guys manage all that? I just need a personal assistant and a boyfriend. That is what it comes down to. <laughs> like, is that too much to ask? I think, I mean, it's it's really hard and people underestimate it and I think people in general underestimate how much work goes into podcasts, and I'm sure you guys can relate, but it's just like you have to make sacrifices. And COVID's been great because I have all this extra time to do it, but I remember when Vic and I were doing it before COVID, like it was just so hard to find time to record because we would get asked to go to drinks with friends. We would get asked to go do volleyball with people and we would show up late because like we were recording and it's more important to us to try and like launch our future and like launch this brand 
than it is to go to a volleyball game when I can go to the next one next week. So like in terms of like adulting, right? I, I, we hear that word. I think it's like a millennial coined word where it's like, oh, you just graduated college. You don't actually know how to be an adult. So like we verbed it as adulting is just like trying to be an adult. Like how would you describe your younger years? You know, you're what, two, three years post-grad what's how would you describe your adulting lifestyle i mean being thrown in after you're like thrown into the wolves after college and no one prepares you for it like you start working with 40 year olds that you have to report to and you have to be professional and you have to act as they do because you want people to take you seriously um adulting i think for me was just like trying to balance it all like there's there's literally not enough time in the day to one work out two have a social life three like do all of your other dreams that you want to do four try and find a relationship like dating it's so hard to even find time to date because if I have any free time I want to either be by myself or hang out with friends and then throw in the mix like bring a guy in and then also making dinner. It's like there's never enough time in the day like (laughs) when am I gonna fit housewives in like it it just (laughs) I don't it just I don't know how people do it. And then you throw kids. Like, I don't even know how people have kids and work full-time jobs. It's just this constant mm-hmm. overwhelming feeling. Vic, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I'll never forget. It was my first internship. I came home at five and I was just drained. And I was like, how do people do this? I <laughs> I can't adult. And what I've learned, and I've really liked working from home because you don't have to do the commute that like drains you to no end. Um, but everyone doesn't really know what they're doing. And you think that you need to know how to do things. And I'll never forget to that someone at work, I was like, you sound so good. Like, how did you learn how to learn how to say it, talk like that? I'm not professional. She's like, oh, like, I just make things up. And, you know, <laughs> kind of like fake it till you make it, but you're not faking it. Like, I know sometimes it could be taken incorrectly, but like you're putting on a facade and you just need to act professional. And it's okay that in your head, you don't know how to do everything. But I know when you start adulting, you're like, oh my God, I'm beating myself up about everything. And it's like, no, other people feel this way and they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, Everyone's it's kind of like, it's kind of like we talked about this with Natalie Barbie. We were talking about like imposter syndrome mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. just like feel like you doubt yourself and so that you don't really think that, especially being like separating yourself from like home and then being in a professional uh, setting, you just don't feel like yourself, like trying to act like someone you're not, you know? Yeah. And I think it's like we compart- we compartmentalize it. Like I, how I am at work is one person is like one dimension of me. And then how I am with my friends and family is a totally different one. Like it's weird when you're like, oh, I just blacked out this past weekend and my manager's like, oh, what, <laughs> how was your weekend? And you're like, oh, it was fine. Like just hang out with my family. It's moments like that where I'm like, I wonder what you think I did this weekend because I am in my 20s. Yeah, no, I think like I you said it perfectly where it's just like a time where like no one actually knows what the fuck they're doing. Like it's just a time where you're just like living day to day. Like, I mean, you're working, you are trying to manage a social life, you're trying to manage a relationship or, you know, looking for one. And it, it I honestly feel like sometimes it's a jumble. There are people our age who have their whole lives together. They're like married, have kids, have a house. And then there's people like us who are like, not I don't want to speak for everyone, but like me and Sophia who <laughs> are constantly like living day to day and are like, oh, what are we going to do tomorrow? What's what's happening this weekend? Yeah. What's our future going to be like? We don't know, you know? I also think that we're missing the divorce rate. Just saying divorce 50% rate out there. Good luck to everyone who's in their 20s getting married because (laughs) once you hit 30, your chances are lower of getting divorced. So it's okay to not have it all together with your relationship. I'm just putting it out there. 
because that's all I see constantly on Instagram now. People getting engaged, people getting married, people getting dogs together. It's like nonstop. Yeah, I I just think like, I don't know about you guys, but like, do you agree that everyone has to live their own life at their own pace? I think with social media, it's so easy to see other people's lives and their careers and like, you know, their highlight reel. And it's so easy for us to compare it to our own life. And I think that's what making, that's what makes adulting so difficult because you're not only having to deal with your problems, but then you have to deal with like jealousy and like thinking that your timeline is the wrong timeline because of, you know, it it doesn't fit someone else's timeline, right? Yeah. So what I try to tell myself is there's different winning seasons. Like just because you may be like, it's like the Addison Ray thing. Addison Ray is winning right now. Like who knows where she'll be in 10 years. Do you know what I mean? So you can't compare when you're not at your come up yet. Like, I feel like Vic and I are so close to our come up. It just hasn't happened yet. And it's just like, you can't compare someone who's in their prime versus someone who's not. I think that as adults, right, social media has made it harder for us to even figure out our own paths and careers because of the fact that we compare our lives with the lives of other people. And so all these people are living their own lives, right? And then we're living our lives. And every day we're like, we don't even know what we're doing. But at the same time, we're like, should I be doing that because that's what they're doing? And I feel like that's what makes adulting so hard. And I think social media is a big factor to that. You can't take social media without a grain of salt. I feel like I have something a little bit different. So with Andrew, that's my boyfriend. We've been dating for eight years. So you would think the pressure is I see people who have been dating for a year our age get married. And yeah, that's that pressure that I like looked at him. I'm like, are we doing something wrong? And then another thing, Andrew hates taking pictures on social media. So I'm like, Andrew, my Instagram looks like I'm single. Like, why (laughs) won't you take a picture? Yesterday was his birthday. And I was like, Andrew, like, do you not want me to post of you? Like, you need to get in pictures. I don't understand. But definitely society and Instagram makes me feel like, oh, are we doing something wrong? Because we don't take cute pictures together. We're not married yet. And it's like, no, like, we're just, there's no right or wrong. And definitely social media and society puts a pressure on, like, what you should be doing right now quote unquote adulting. Vic Vic, Vic said this to me a while ago and it's that everyone has their own path. I know that sounds so freaking cheesy, but everyone's constantly Mm -hmm. thinking of what like their end goal is going to be. And you just have to focus and narrow it on like where you want to see yourself and not where you see everyone else and kind of put those like blinders on that horses have. Like she was, I remember talking about like how we both wanted to go LA one time and she was like, people are going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. Like, that's going to be their goal. If they want to move, they're not going to be concerned about what everyone else is thinking. They just have to do it for them. Yeah. I also think it's just like everyone has different priorities. And I, I don't know, but I'm. this was an exercise that I did at work like in January. And I think it might be fun for us to do. But it's like, what are your three priorities right now at this point in your life as a 24-year-old, as a 23-year-old? Like, that's what are your three question. priorities? I think for me, my priorities right now is a work-life balance. Um, do I have any other hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Mine would have to be work-life balance, um, finding passion projects outside of work, and having a thriving social life. I think that for me, like those are the three things that all I care about at this point in my life. Like I don't really care about anything else. Um but yeah. Okay. So for me, my three priorities right now. Okay. So my first one would probably probably be expanding my business. Um, I'm like trying to make that into something bigger than it is. The second one is um, 
I guess I would say social life as well because I think primarily because me and Paula both moved to a new city. So I think that's both of our priorities right now. And then my third one would probably be um, doing more things like for myself because I think right now I've, I'm really overwhelmed with social media work that I don't have like time for myself and I'm like I'm not really prioritizing like what I want to do. So yeah, I think those are my priorities right now. Okay. I like, Paula, how you said the work-life balance thing. I think that's what I'm trying to do, especially since we're working from home for the next few months. So definitely that with when it comes to like working out, going on walks. I would have to say like my boyfriend because we've done long distance the majority of our relationship and right now we're not. So that and then the podcast and trying to grow my brand, whatever that is. Love. This is like so hard. I'm, I'm really tossing and turning in my head of what my three priorities are. I think one, um, now that I even have a brand, but like expanding my brand, my podcast, like I need to get more active on TikTok. That's like something I need to do. Um, just like my hustle, like overall career hustle. Um, two, I would say is family. Family's huge for me. And even though like I hang out with them and I live with them, um, just like maintaining those relationships, like my sister who's at college and my sister who lives in DC. Um, oh, and then last one, I don't even know. Oh my God. Why is this the hardest thing? I guess so. Katie, I know what yours is. I want to, what? No, you go. What do you think mine is? I think you're trying to focus a lot on like your mental health and well being in the sense of like not like enjoying the little things in life and not overworking yourself. Am I right or wrong? I don't know. Like some days you're like, I just want a Saturday to watch the housewives all day. Like that's a priority for you. Yeah, no, that is. No, I am trying to prioritize self care because you guys get it. Like, Sometimes it's just yeah. like the go, go, go all the time. And especially with like COVID and the pandemic, like I'm not going anywhere to break up like my day. So it feels like I'm constantly like working. If I'm not working my nine to five, I'm like working on the podcast and then I go to bed and I'm exhausted and then I do the whole same thing the next day. So I just mm-hmm. feel like coming up with time to recharge and like give myself like a social media break. Cause sometimes when I'm on it for too long, I'm like, oh God, not skinny enough, not tan enough, not pretty enough. And I'm like, who is talking? Because I, I have like BD, BDE energy. Like I just need to keep bringing that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the point, right? Like all of us are at the same stage in our life, right? Like 24, 23, post-grad, just trying to figure out life. And our priorities are totally, totally different. And that is so okay. And I think that it needs to be normalized that like not everyone has to have the same priorities. And like you have to be open-minded in mm. that people have their own goals for themselves and if they don't align with yours like so be it right like you can't keep comparing yourself to what other people's priorities are I think that's something I had to learn too like even in friendships like if someone is going to prioritize something over something else like you can't get offended just because that's where their mind is yeah I mean like last year I definitely didn't prioritize like you know, going out as much in comparison to like one of my other roommates. And we had a huge falling out because, you know, she would she would kind of shame me for not wanting to go out twice a weekend when I'm like, I'm so tired. Like I only have the capacity to go out like on a Friday and that's all I'm able to give because I was prioritizing my career a year ago. Right. Mm -hmm. I was fresh out of college. First job. Of course, I wanted to do well. So I was working like 60 hours a week and you know, she has been at this company for a really long time. She didn't really care about it. It was just something that was giving her money. And she 
prioritize like you know a social life in new york and that's where it kind of clashes you know and at first i was like oh am i lame am i a loser because i don't want to party anymore no one should ever make you feel like that like if it's a friend that's making you feel bad for not wanting to go out and not wanting to black out all the time it's like you know what we're in our 20s like i think it's one thing in college to have that priority to be like oh i want to go out i want to drink i want to do this and i want to do that and then when i graduated and i realized some of my friends were still doing that like that's kind of where the disconnect was because like i want to grow outside of that like yeah that's fun i like to do that but that's not like my life and also if you're someone like listening who or you know anyone if you're a huge party animal and you're vice versa you're like oh my friends are just hustling I think the key and that you have to realize in adulting saying this word again is that everyone is at different points in their lives and the people that you're going to remain friends with respect wherever where you're at and that doesn't mean that you can't be friends anymore because you don't want to do what they're doing like that's totally fine but you know it's you have a respect and love for their friendship and their friendship just serves a different purpose you know that was such a good way to put it yeah. No, I, I almost really wish I said that. Like, I'm I got like, wait, how did you just come up with that? Because that sounded so good. Well, I was thinking so deep about it. Not that I'm at this point, but I'm like, what's going to happen when I have a baby one day and I have my single friends? Like, am I not going to be friends with those single people anymore yeah. when I have a kid? I think I think about it because my brother's 30 and he just had a kid and he has single friends still. And he says a best friend that's single. So it, you just have different respect for the friendship, you know? No, I think that's. I don't know what better way to put put that because I think that's just the best advice you can give someone at this point in their life in terms of just like having to deal with friends, having to deal with career and just like everyone in general. This is a point in our lives where anything can literally happen overnight. I mean, Sophia posted like three TikToks in March of 2020 <laughs> and then blew up. Before that, I did not think that she was going to make a career out of this. I'm sorry, but like you've been doing this for four years and nothing was really coming out okay, of it. Okay, it was Your hard. Your TikToks are popping <laughs> off. Pause it was hard in college. <laughs> no, I literally told her, because honestly, like it was, it was honestly like during the pandemic that it happened. But okay, I have to say that it's I was also in college. Okay. It was harder to juggle doing all that. But I really think that because we were in a pandemic and then I didn't have to actually find a job straight out of college. I like worked my ass off to just like fully like invest in my social media and like working on it. Because yeah, I was working on it while I was in college. But again, I was prioritizing my my social life and my party mm-hmm. life more than my hustle and like my college career and graduating more than I was my, like my social media jobs. And then once the pandemic happened, like my only priority was to how can I make this a full time job? So mm-hmm. and th- th- that's the thing. There's like no guarantee, right? Like nothing mm-hmm. is ever guaranteed. And it just like I'm not undermining your efforts. Please, I'm not. But I'm just <laughs> saying that like you did blow up overnight, it feels like. And yeah. like anything can literally happen at any point. Of, like, where I was a year ago is not where I thought I would be now. Like sometimes I feel like Sophia is too cool for me. Like I'm like shit. Like I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because no, you did blow up so quickly and like matt james is commenting on your tiktoks and i'm like, oh yeah you guys see that shit. you guys saw that yes! wait i was guys. gonna say that stop <laughs> she literally says she sends me a screen talk she's like do you know this guy and i was like shut up do I you know this guy what? i didn't know who he was she doesn't watch the bachelor yeah but it's all over it's all oh over my god it's all over, like- <laughs> guys i'm telling you like i freak out more than pia does when like when Matt James commented on her thing, I was like, you just entered the Bachelor world. 
Like, <laughs> do you know what kind of fame you're at now? And she's just like, oh, I don't even know who this guy is. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> Wait, Paula, do you, do, did you say you have a boyfriend? I do. Yeah, I have a boyfriend okay, five so years. Okay, so you both have boyfriends. Wait, five oh, years? Okay. So you both Wait, have boyfriends. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Okay, let's just talk about it. Yeah, I want to talk, talk about, about dating too. I want to talk about dating too. You know, it's a huge part of like everyone's life. And it's a huge part of our 20s, honestly. Like we just, you know, dating is is part of life. It's part of adulting. Um, so let's just talk about it. I mean, we're the three of us are in a relationship and Katie is on the market i do have a boyfriend five years but trust me i love dating wait but like wait <laughs> how the fuck can you say that <laughs> no i loved it okay so how the fuck could you say that <laughs> no okay in high school like when were you no, no. I, know, I know what you mean no i met him freshman year of college with the full intent that I did not want a boyfriend, like I met him and I thought he was cute and I was shooting my shot and he's like the type to wife someone up. Like he's not one to date around. And like he met me at my, you know, ho phase. And <laughs> I was, I kid you not, like I turned him down so many times. I was hanging out with him because he was fun. We were in the same friend group. But I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm not really interested in taking this any further than it really has to be or whatever. And, you know, I carried on. But then he was just so nice. And then I was like, oh, damn it. And then she fell in love. Then I got oh. caught. So were you guys hooking up? Like before no, we dating? were just like, we were just like hanging out. We were literally just hanging out, like getting lunch together. <laughs> and like of. At the sack? Would, yeah, at the sack. <laughs> and like I would hang out with, I would hang out with his roommates and we would just, we would have fun. And like I would pregame, like he lived next to these girls that I partied with and, you know, they were friends. But then me and those girls would, you know, pregame at their place. They would come with us. He would stay in and play video games with his friends. I would go out. No, that's the best relationship because then you don't have to worry about the boy. Because I feel like nine times out of ten, in, like, most situations, it's the boy that's, like, I'm going out to the club. And the girl's like, oh, I'm going to stay mm-hmm. home and, like, try to be, like, all, like, prudent shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, total opposite. Total opposite. But, yeah, that's that's my background. No, but <laughs> I will say dating in college, like, I've had I've had relationships in college, and I feel like it was so much easier then because you know of each other. Like, you know of everyone, I feel like, in college, or you know someone who knows someone, so you can find out information about them. But I feel like dating post-grad, you really – it's just like a weird, it's a weird dynamic because you have to put time into dates. And like, I don't want to do a one-on-one setting. Whereas in college, there's less pressure because you're in groups. So it's not like you're like laser focused on each other, like drilling each other questions and like trying to eat food at the same time. Um, so like that has been such a weird obstacle to try and navigate. But like with dating now, it's kind of like, I feel like a lot of the time it's on social media and then you like, plan a time to meet but like you know nothing about this person other than like face value of social media so how did you find sexy mercer guy okay so we only like so we started like we met or sorry we didn't meet like we he like commented on my tiktok tagging his friend saying she's the one in august right of august of last year and then i like looked I, by the way, I use, I never really look at my comments like that. So the fact that I saw that and I just clicked on his profile, I was like, oh, he's cute. And then I went on his Instagram and then I followed him on Instagram. And then I actually slid in his DMs, which I never what do. What did you say? Ever. 
I so his uh, jersey number is three, and that was my jersey number in when I played softball. So I was like, "Oh, you're uh, you're number three. Like that was my it was so fuck. It was so lame. Like so lame. He makes fun I'm of here me. For it. He makes fun of me now. He was like, "You're such a cool person. I cannot believe you sit in my DMs with that lame shit." And I like, and he was like. And he told me, he was like, yeah, you know, the only reason I responded was because you were pretty, right? He was like, because that was lame. He was like, that was lame. And so that's how I, like, started talking to him. And then we, like, basically we're just talking every day. Um, honestly, because he, he lived in Georgia and I was just here. And the thing is, like, it was so weird because we clicked so fast. Like, right away, we had the same sense of humor. He's like, he's like he's just like me honestly and i clicked with him so well and then we only like we were talking since august and then he officially asked me to be his girlfriend literally like a month and a half ago you sound like a simp me yeah the way you're talking about him <laughs> <laughs> let her sit let her have her fucking moment yeah you bitch. she's still in the honeymoon <laughs> phase let it i, mean, I yeah. miss those days i love the piazza hot tub photo shoot you had with him that was <laughs> yeah it was cute or whatever does he have any friends you want to set me up with i mean maybe that's like a little too young for me though wait, i don't know wait I, katie but what's your type that's one of my oh, yeah, questions katie, for you what is your type um Do you have a type I don't really know if I like have a type. I think it's just like personality. Like if I vibe, I vibe with them. I like someone who's like confident, um, charming, definitely like a people person. Um, I want them to not be a loser. Like I love if they have a job and are ambitious or have like something that they like to do. Um, preferably over six foot. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is that too much to ask? No, no, no that's, no, that's my standard too. Six foot or nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, I don't know if it's like a Philly boy thing or what, because I also went to school in Ohio. So I was used to boys like kissing the ground I walked on. And then you come back to Philly and Philly guys want you to kiss the ground they walk on if they barely have anything popping. And they can literally like, I don't, when, when I use a number scale, I don't mean that strictly looks, I mean like combined, combined with everything, all of everything of who they are, they could literally be a five and they think they are like the best thing to fucking happen to the world in Philly. That's the vibe I get from Philly boys. And you're also like not too picky about looks either, Katie. I think you like you're a whole rounded person. Like you need them to have a job. That's like the first thing. Then they need to be like good looking and then they need to have a good person. I know. Is that like too much to ask? Like this is the modern man. I don't think so. No. Like I have friends that are like, if he doesn't have a six pack and good teeth, I don't want no, like, it. I don't care. I don't even <laughs> care about a six pack. Like I, I will fuck a dad bod if we're, if we're getting down and dirty. Like if, if, <laughs> if we're talking like truthfully, I don't really care. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I honestly haven't found someone since my last relationship. Like I think I'm still processing it and it was, like, we were, like, on again, off again, um, probably until, like, last Valentine's Day I visited him, which probably wasn't the best move, but. This year? Last year? Last or year. last year? Last year. Last year. Okay. Yeah. And I visited him because this other boy I was seeing didn't work out, and I was, like, so my feels. But it's, this is, like, the hardest thing, I think, coming out of a long-term relationship is, like, one, it's so hard building trust with another person and then being, like, oh, are they going to leave me? Or, like, is this going to work? And I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, that, like, makes me feel weird. And two, when they meet your family, like when they meet your family, they know your friends. They've been with you like in my family home. He stayed with me. Like he's, my ex has seen me in every possible form. And I just feel like, I don't know. It's really hard like letting go of that and like seeing them with their family and stuff. It's an investment. It's totally it's an, an investment. investment. My dad used to say like, yeah, 
I'm not going to get to know your boyfriend unless you're going to marry this man because he's like, why should I put in effort if he's temporary? And like, I never understood that until I realized how much of an impact family has on your relationship. And like, I've seen like moms and dads like meddle in their child's relationships and because they're like, oh, we love him or her. Like you have to stay with him or her when it's like, let them decide for themselves, you know? So yeah, I totally get where you're going there. And there's nothing more annoying than when your parents are like, oh, what happened to this guy? Like I dated this guy in high school and he went to dental school and he's done like very well for himself. And I actually found out T that like he went off the grid for a second. But my mom and my dad always be like, oh, what's going on with him? Why haven't you reconnected with him? And it's like, can you just let me live my life? Like that didn't work out obviously for a reason. That was how many years ago. Let's keep it moving. With my ex, we were so on again, off again that it was like my parents would always ask like, are you guys together or how's this person? And we weren't together at that moment. So I would just be like, oh, I hate this question or I hate when like the fact that I don't know, like having it, it just makes it harder for you to make decisions because it's like, do I really want to cut this person off or end things when they are so accustomed into my life already? Mm -hmm. Like, do I really want to start over with somebody else? Like, especially dating someone for years. Like I couldn't even, like, it was so hard for me because I was like, we went through all that just for nothing. Like just to just not be together anymore, you know? And I think that's like the hardest part about leaving relationships. Uh, This is a question for uh, Vic, but, Katie, obviously, like, you're more than welcome to answer, too. But, you know, like, you've just had a relationship of eight years. You must be doing something right. Like, you have to be doing something right. Because eight years is a long time. So, like, what do you think is the secret to a successful relationship? Yeah. I'd want to know your answer, too, because you've been in a relationship for five years. But I have to say communication is definitely the biggest thing and not being afraid to, like, have certain conversations with each other. Um So yeah, that's like the biggest thing. And I think it helped us that we did long distance because I know that that breaks up a lot of couples, but it actually worked in our favor because I was able to truly like focus on my other friendships and grow myself because I think sometimes couples run into problems where they're so obsessed with each other, which that's fine. But then you like kind of lose sight of like, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Do you have friends? Like, Mm -hmm. do you cut everyone off just to be with each other every night? And we're not together every night. And I think that that has like oddly worked in our favor. Okay. So um, I just wanted to talk about like that when you're saying like long distance, how it like breaks people. But like, to be honest, coming from like a very toxic relationship where I felt so like dependent on this person, I felt like I was losing myself trying to consistently like make this person happy and just all that stuff. And just I was always with this person like all the time. And it was just not good for me and I was kind of like losing sight of who I was and what I wanted to do because I was just always thinking about oh what are they doing like what are they going to be doing this weekend or whatever you know and I think right now in my long distance relationship people would be like oh how did you start a relationship off of long distance but to be honest I think this like I wouldn't have wanted it any other way because me and my boyfriend now like we know so much about each other And, like, we have good conversation and I know him so well because of the fact that, like, there's no other factors that play into me and him, me and his conversations because we just kind of really got to know each other. And then I get to do my own thing. And also he's very, like, busy with his own schedule, too. So, like, I'm busy doing my own thing. And 
it taught me a lot about like realizing that I have to have my own identity before actually being in a relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. Wait, that was so relatable. Yeah, I love that. And the fact that like, like you said, you're not because you like talk so much and you have to rely on like FaceTime and all those things. Like you're open to talking about more topics. Like one of my friends, I was like, do you see yourself marrying him? And they were together for a few years. And she's like, we've never talked about that. And I'm like, what the hell? Like thinking that it was a weird topic. I'm like, how do you just spend all the, these years with someone and not bring up that topic? Like clearly you're not saying let's get married right now, but you have conversations that like it's not scary to talk about. So you have to have it. Like I'm not afraid to ask any question. You're probably feeling the same way too yeah yeah it's crazy because like i've never like felt so close to another person and he's so far away like you know what i mean like he's so far away but i've yeah, never exactly. felt so close to him like that no but you were so right about like toxic relationships because i i had like a similar situation with my ex where i felt like i lost my identity and i was like obsessed with that person and i feel like because i didn't set boundaries like i lost sight of like yeah. what was important to me and i feel like yeah. That's so nice that you, like, you found that and you realized that. I think that's something that, like, I think it's always that hindsight thing. Like, I wish in the moment I would have seen that. Yeah, and I definitely did not see it at all. Like, I was just so fully invested in this one person. And especially being on and off again, that made it worse for me because I felt more attached to them because I'm like, I need to fix it. Like, something's wrong. Like, I need to fix this. With the on again, off again, it makes it even harder because everyone has an opinion at that point. It's like, your parents give their opinion, your friends give their opinion, and then you're like... I don't know. I just feel like you, it's hard to make your own judgment Decision. on the situation yeah, yeah. because you're like, oh, I really like this person. But then I keep hearing all this bad shit from everyone else. But like, I really like this person. But then if you stay with them, some people just like turn. I want to say turn your back on you, but like they're not going to put up with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely like a fine line. And we talked about this in our one episode, too, where you definitely have those friends who only want the best for you. And sometimes, you know. When you're in a relationship, you can be like clouded by, you know, rose colored glasses or something Mm -hmm. like that. And but at the end of the day, like everyone knows that it's your decision and like you need to decide what's best for you. And I think that's that's what it is, too. In in a successful relationship, like you need to decide, like, is this the route you want to go for? Is this what's healthy for you? Is this what you want? Or are you just like, are you thinking that this is a fantasy? Like, you know how sometimes we like make things seem better than they are in our own head. 100%. Like, you romanticize it. You yes. romanticize and you put this person on a pedestal when you shouldn't. This like, is why Ariana Grande's song in my head is a top song on my Spotify because it <laughs> relates to this feeling. Sometimes you got to step back too. It's like, okay, am I missing something that other people are seeing? But also like, you know, stand by your decisions too, you know? Do you know what I think it is? It's because people fall in love with the potential and the idea yes! of something. Yes! Yeah. And then you're constantly disappointed. Like, I started reading relationship books while I was single. And I literally told myself, I was like, I'm not going to date during the pandemic. Because also, I live at home. Like, like nothing good has come from me dating, living at home, or me just dating in general the past two years post-grad. So I was like, okay, I'm really going to deep dive into myself and, like, realize what I want in someone. So I started reading this book called Single is Your Superpower. And it makes you, like, write out the traits you look for in someone and, like, things that are important to you and all of that. And so there's a whole chapter on how you need to erase the potential and just see the person for what they are. Like you're not even supposed to think about them. Don't look at their Instagram. Don't look at their social media. Like don't even romanticize them in any way so that you don't have that feeling. And also we asked Nellie was saying that like 
if you have sex with them like too early on, then you, the halo effect happens where you really put them on a pedestal because you think they're so much better than they are. Something that you mentioned, Katie, earlier was like, you were saying like, is that too much? Is that like enough? And I just want to point out to like everyone listening that if your standards are set, do not ever lower it for anyone. And like, if you want these specific things from your partner, like who is anyone else to say that's too much? You're asking too much because you're the one who's going to be dating them at the end. You're the one who's going to be stuck with them. And I don't think anyone should ever settle because of someone else's expectations or because someone's like, um, that's too much. No, I you know? agree. Like, I, I think when people hear I'm single, they're like, oh, like, why can't she find someone? Like, I realistically could have a boyfriend if I wanted to, like, at this moment in time. But I just, I, I'm like, I just don't want to give up on my things that I have. And also, I am slightly high maintenance on dates. Like, I look back and I'm like, mm, should I have asked if he has a silk pillowcase? Probably not. Like, there's certain <laughs> things like that that I'm like, I just need to work on dialing that back for the first three months. Cause then I feel like that's how you like lock them in, but that's just who I am. Like, I just, it, it definitely takes a strong person to like, I'm just very dominant and say what I think and say what I want. And I think sometimes people just don't know how to react to it. No, like meeting you, obviously this is like our first time that we've gotten to really talk in person, but I can't, I did not think that not once it crossed my head like, Oh, there must be something wrong with this girl because she's single. Like to, in my head, I'm like, this girl probably knows what she wants. She knows that she wants X, Y, and Z. And, you know, Philly boys are kind of lame. So I totally understand why you're single. And honestly, like yeah. stay single until you find the one because you should never settle for a scrub ever, 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 no, ever. No, scrubs is also a favorite song of mine. Are you enjoying like the dating lifestyle right now? Or are you just like totally done? Like just want a boyfriend, want to get it over with? Mm. I think the second one. Yeah, I think, I think, well, also, okay, to put in perspective, like my closest friends, I would say are my friend Victoria, my friend Sophia, my friend Callahan. That's what I would consider like my closest three friends I talk to every single day. Um, they all are in relationships. So it's like hard for me to relate. And like, I, I miss, I miss that. Like I want that for myself. Um, so I, and also it's just like the dating scene, you have to just keep putting yourself out there. And sometimes you don't get the results you want. Like I was literally talking to a friend of mine today and she recently got out of a relationship and she's literally tried dating like three people seriously. And like each time it hasn't worked and it's, it looked like it was going to work and then it just didn't. And it's just like, there's, there's just like this weirdness of in your twenties because I think no one really wants to settle down, but like the girls do, but the guys don't. Yeah. I and it's like leads to disappointment. Like after every disappointment, you just like, I don't want to. Do yeah. You're like, why am I going to keep putting myself out there for the same shit to happen? Yeah. And then that's kind of it's hard because if you constantly go through that, like you you lose trust in people. You lose a lot yeah, of trust. In like so jaded. And, and, yeah. I'm yeah, so the jaded next at person, this point. Yeah. The next person that you're dealing with, like you have more of a wall built because of the previous person that let you down. So it's just like even harder for you to like really put yourself out there because if people are constantly disappointing you and it's like hurting you every time, like you're going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And I think what's surprising for guys, especially is I think I naturally have a wall built. Like I think I'm very open and loud about like surface level things, but I think things that are like actually true to me, I don't open up. And I think that surprises people because they see me like either on social or whatever. And they expect me to be like, just really let laying it all down. But like, I don't. So I think it's sometimes harder to 
peel back those layers like depending on the person I think it's just like a weird time too like you're in a freaking pandemic you're not meeting anyone unless like you're on a dating app you're on social media and I don't know like were, were you guys ever on dating apps I did I did once in college because I wanted to get into parties <laughs> wait shut the hell up that's that was your reasoning to get on a dating app yeah and for free food that was really wait bad how it. are you getting free f- oh because of dinner dates dates yeah and th- for me like I couldn't even imagine like actually meeting someone seriously on a dating app but I know it works so I've actively been on dating apps I decided to delete them all though this year because I was like I'm not dating I'm not even gonna worry about it um I went on two hinge dates and I feel like hinge is really good for people that you knew from like high school or like when you were younger and reconnecting with them like you wouldn't necessarily have a way to reconnect with them until you went on hinge and you were like oh like what are you up to like let's catch up something like that that's kind of how what my approach was um and there were two great guys um both of them like checked off a lot of things on my box my boxes I should say but um I don't know. It's just so hard to see if there's like chemistry there based on just like pictures and their responses. No, it just it's a wild time. I think like Corona has definitely like changed the game for a lot of things, like not only like working, like you're working remotely, but now you can't actually just like really meet people. Yeah. Well, the weirdest thing for me, like I'm doing a shore house this summer and I'm sure there's going to be like groups of people. And I literally haven't seen boys since like December. So I don't even know how I'm going to act. Like, I don't even know how I'm going to act. What am I going to say? Because I honestly feel like the pandemic has made my flirting game go down. Like, I don't even flirt anymore. I just straight up say whatever I want and then hope that my looks save all of that. (laughs) Okay, so we have a thought of the day to just kind of wrap this episode up. And it's something that came from our listeners. And it's just something that I feel like all of us can answer. It's kind of thought provoking, kind of gets you thinking. Um, And it is, what is something you like and want, but know isn't good for you? So I think this might be applicable to like relationships too, but it could be like food or I don't know alcohol we can't like even that. tell you what we thought of when we first read this question can you guys go first so we can hear yeah what let's hear you guys or is this I, only for us I, no it's all of us okay, okay yeah so you, you guys, guys go, go first. first okay so i you, you know how bad boys like when they're when they're like when they're like a bad boy you know what i mean how that like i don't know how to explain it like no it's not, that was that was gonna be mine really yeah i bit <laughs> okay i'm telling you when i'm telling you that my boyfriend is the exact opposite of my type when I first met him it is 100% true because I was really really into douchebags like mm-hmm. I liked guys who I could there's like a bicker certain with. appeal to it there's a certain appeal to it you know and yeah. it doesn't work well with my actual personality because like I'm like mean and sensitive at the same time so like I can dish it but then there are moments where I can't take it and so I love like the douchebag frat boys who like will say shit back to you and then I get my feelings hurt wait so why are you me like I literally think I'm talking to myself right now we are meant to meet Katie we are meant to meet and I cannot wait until the day that you are in Westchester or in Philly and we can actually hang out in person I'm like scared for every surrounding person near us because it's about to be rowdy and explosive yeah it's like the bad the bad boy stereotype like what what really is their appeal the appeal of like us trying to change them no, like, I what? totally think that's like the fun part of the challenge. You're like, oh, yeah. no girl can get him to change. You're like, I can. And then I you can. can't. And then you're like, fuck. <laughs> and you get hurt. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you're like, you, in your head, you're just like, oh, I, I don't like this, but I like this. And it's just an internal battle all the time. 
at the end of the day i don't think anyone really wants a bad boy i really i have to say like i don't think anyone actually wants like a guy who you know is kind of a dick for some reason i'm like a realist and i mean i've been out of the game for a long time but i never liked bad boys because i'm like one i i have no shot like i'm just I'm tapping out here like that. I can't change you. You're a dick. Like, I don't want it. <laughs> and like, so that was like never something I like was attracted to because I'm like, ew, like you're way too conceited. Not for me. Um, you need you probably have some like pent up issues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> that's why. But do you have anything that you like and want but know isn't good for you? I mean, the the plain one here is like alcohol. Like that actually does nothing for your system. It's very unhealthy for you. But we all indulge in it indulge yeah we all like alcohol i'd have to say like sweets like that's the only thing i can think of (laughs) you know what i also i want to add another one that i like and i feel like everyone can relate to here Uh is honestly like i love drama not in my life but in like watching good one yeah i like live off of it like especially i've been you know with my boyfriend for five years but i love like relationship drama and like dating drama so i'm always trying to get my friends like go on a date with him she's like oh but why i'm like um because free food and like why not and like i just love seeing it all unfold it's so toxic it's such a toxic trait of mine but i love drama i think i do the same with like friends because i'm like i need to vicariously through live Live through through that yeah go go do it like i'm here supporting you from the sidelines this guy literally texted me and he literally just got a job he's been unemployed for like two years i think and he's caddying and like we our moms know each other from college and he always asked me to hang out and i'm always like get the fuck away and Vic was like maybe you should just go and i'm like are you okay katie well okay he has a boat in jersey so i'm like (laughs) Don't Stop. you want to go on the boat this summer? Like, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, okay. You have to. It's a boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, something something that I would say for me is like second chances. Like I give second chances a lot to people and then I get hurt. And it'll be like mm. friends or um like relationships. And like I wish I didn't do that. And like I'll just like sometimes I and I knew you guys talked about this in your toxic relationship episode of like being too impressionable and like being too friendly and like not seeing if someone's like using you or if they have like bad intentions. Oh, me and you, that one is, and the same. That is yeah. such a good one. All right. Well, that was the last of our questions. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast. Before we go, where can people find you guys? 1-800-CHOKE-THAT-HOE. Um, <laughs> that's from Medea Goes to Jail, my favorite movie ever. Um, you can follow us at the Moral Hangover Podcast. My personal Instagram is at Katie underscore Dombrowski. My handle's at Vic Bruno underscore. Katie always says it, and sometimes you say it wrong, but I just, <laughs> just go with it. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Don't worry. We'll link everything in our Instagram and in our episode description, but Thank you guys so much for joining us. This was so much fun. And honestly, this truly felt as if it was just a can of conversation. As if we were at a table together sipping some wine and cheese. I literally texted my mom halfway through. I was like, shut the fuck up. I was like, please (laughs) stop whatever you're doing. And I'm recording. Like, do you ever do that while you're recording? You're like, well, I guess because you guys don't live with your parents. But like when you were living. No, we we started. When we like we started our podcast in our parents' basement and you could hear them walking. So we would have to text them. And our brother, who's 
gaming upstairs he gets mad so he's stomping his feet everywhere we would have to text him on the side like shut the fuck up like literally on the side one time we told my mom she's like all right when are you going upstairs because she's in the kitchen she's like why and we're like because you're so loud she's like i'm not doing anything i was like you're your walking footsteps. your footsteps are really like, loud nothing is allowed like don't even yeah, close yeah. a door leave the door yeah. open i don't even care yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, really, thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. And, you know, I can't wait to continue this friendship. Like, I love podcasting because it honestly feels as if, like, you're meeting new friends and you know i'm 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 sure that we're gonna continue this friendship outside of this podcast for sure we're not paula no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode and as always make sure you guys are following us on instagram at second thoughts pod where we'll be linking our information as well mm-hmm. as katie and vic's information and the moral hangover and all that shebang marketing social media stuff <laughs> it'll it'll be there yeah we hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did and we will see you guys next thursday bye, bye.